All right, everybody, welcome to the arena. You heard the music. It's time to go right now. I'm Bars. That's Pilkey. We've got Ryan over here as well. And, uh, yeah, the voices of Gen X for kicking things off here for our third podcast. Kind of exciting. It's Thanksgiving week, so it's time to uh, to kind of uh, reassess. I like to say this time of year, uh, Scott, where you kind of you sit back, you're, you're appreciative of what all that you have, grateful for it. And kind of set new goals. I don't like to set goals necessarily the first of the year that most people do. I think this is a good time when you're around family. You can discuss and uh, to to kind of reassess where you're at in life. And it certainly is different for people that are Gen X all the way to Gen you know, Y and Z. Things have changed over the years. And uh, so I look at this Thanksgiving for myself as a time to set new goals and uh, – you know, we could talk about that today, and I think what's interesting about that is the fact that when we get to our age, our goals change. When we were younger, I, I think you would agree with me, we've talked about this, is our goals competitively were to win at all costs. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. And when we talk about a when we talk about a term like that, to win at all costs, that is such a de- declaration of commitment when you don't realize that in that statement is also your destiny. That means that you commit to competing, to winning, to having, to consuming, to being the best that you can be better than your parents or whatever the American dream is to the point where it's going to cost you as much as you make, but it's probably going to cost you more to win. So, for example, on a football field, every one of my kids that comes in at the college level and says, hey, I want to go to Division One," I, I say, well, listen, you, you, you got the football down, but you're still trying to learn how it is to be the total student athlete. And then you got to learn what it is to be the person that has to create goals to become a student athlete, like to be a, a two-time Emmy Award winning broadcaster or to be like Ryan does, the head of what he does in the technical world, or to have a seat uh, as a head football coach, whether it's at a two-year school or a four-year college. The fact is, when I had my seat as a head football coach, I had one of approximately 700 chairs in the world that people got to be called head football coach of a college. So all of us have done some things and reached goals, like you say, Mike. And we always reach for those goals because that was the carrot that was hung in front of us. And to go and get those goals, to achieve them, for example, where if we're fortunate enough to have a job, have have a little bit of savings, have um, you know a house, kids, family, when you achieve the American dream, you realize the reality. And the reality is you give all that you are to achieve, to win. But when your time of competition and competing is over in the, in the realm that you've been doing it, you have to remember that competition doesn't stop <laughs> and that your goals are redefined by the society around you. So I think we're in a unique thing tonight to look aggressively at how we learned to set goals and to compete at all costs to maybe looking at the Generation Z gambit, where you see a drop-off in the numbers of people competing, 
But then you also see a saturation of like flag football, which is slowly becoming one of the largest sports in the world, soon to be an Olympic sport, because why? It's literally all inclusive. Women, men, whatever, can play the game. And that's why it's growing into an, an Olympic sport already. It's huge. But that means that competition still exists. But now we have to create more things to be competitive in, whether it's flag football, whether it's pickleball, whether it's darts, whether it's the Ocho on ESPN, right? But we're seeing this happen because competition permeates. But there's so many options out there to how you want to express yourself through competition that I think that the goal setting that we're talking about through the technology and the speed of expectation, I think we really can't define it as winning at all cost anymore, more along the lines of what is winning cost us in the yes. long run. Um, I, I, I kind of want to touch on something. So for me, you know, it was, it was, when I say winning at all costs, it was sports, right? So yeah. that was athletic performance. You won, you were the best. It was, it was great. Right. And then I got into television it was ratings. So there was a, there was also a definitive kind of finish line, if you want to say. And, you know, now as we get older, when you accomplish those goals and you see the, you have to reassess and kind of, I guess, what, what was the best way to say it? To kind of figure out what's the next set of goals. I, I used to write all my goals down and I'd set them down and I'd try to cross them out through the year. I don't think a lot of people do that anymore. No, I think that your goals are likes, your goals are views, your goals are <laughs> valid, instant validation. See, goals have that intrinsic value of investing time, of preparation, repetition for competition. We are not prepared for the Internet. There's not a single kid that has ever taken a class in Internet preparedness. Here's right. what's happening with the algorithms when you go online and you give away all your stuff for free. And that is the combined field of play for all of us. You know, the same nature, like you said, you were saying some, some really interesting uh, insight where you said, you know, I do the news. I study. I do the news. I'm a journalist. But when they wanted me to go on and get TikTok likes and everything else. <laughs> You were like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Which is more important? The quality and integrity and the study of both sides of the story and you decide what you want in an, mm -hmm. in an, in an educated way. Whatever you decide is your business as a person. But that standard, the goal standard, the standard of developing muscle through repetition, through having certain dynamics of education in your life so that could discipline your mind to certain beliefs, be it religion or education or engineer, whatever it is, whatever you learn. But you still have to be able to look critically outside of that. And I think that's where we are with the goals. And I think that's why it's a great topic that you bring up here today. And I'm looking forward to diving into it. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at, so I'll give you an example just for myself. So when I started off in the television business, I gave myself five years. That was my goal. If I wasn't where I wanted to be in five years, this wasn't for me. I was going to try something else. So that kind of gave me that, that kind of plan. Now, of course, I'm not in the industry anymore, 
was in it for 28, 29 years, whatever it is. And now it's like, okay, what's the next goal? How do I set that next five-year plan? Because I think as we get to our generation, our generation X, and we get a little bit older, it's hard to reach for that goal. What is it, what is it for you? I mean, for me, it's okay, go to the gym every day. Make sure you're taking care of yourself and building a foundation so that you can you know, succeed perhaps with this podcast, for example. Right. Um, little things like that. And when you talk to people, maybe your clients, for example, what is it that you kind of set out for them? How do you set the goals for them? Or do you do kind of you shape it for, for the particular person? I think the greatest competitor that we have right now is anything that distracts us from our goals, from That's our time, from our natural. Look, we can have all this technology. But the body is what the body is. It is a muscle, even in the brain. If it's not used, whatever is connecting those, those neurons with synaptic and thought and everything else, if those, some of those are good, some of those are bad. But the, you know, we have to realize that we are in a competitive environment that we are not prepared to be competitive in. This, the, the internet, the technology that we're in is so fast. It's mimicking us to the point where we're mimicking the technology so that we're becoming more like the technology in our competitive function than we were in our biological imperative of survival, okay? We've gotten to a point where what was the, what was the goal? The goal for, you know, when we were in our most base animalistic self was fire, food, right? right. Make, make babies and continue the line. Okay. Now we've really created an entire society of symbolic communication, of symbolic goal setting that are actually um, undermining our biological imperative to move, to work right. out, to for sustainability. A lot to of that compete. interaction on, on social media is is zero sum. It's getting one over on the other person. It's not actually interacting in real. I completely agree with that, Ryan. And you yep. you brought something, and it's having effects on on the youth, like uh, increasing depression in, in yes. teenagers, especially girls. Right. So it's not a to your to your point. It's not a healthy competition. It's no, not it's not because it's no competition. We go on there and we give away our we give away our best self for free. We give away the stuff that we don't understand. All of our virtual movement. What do our eyes stop on? Every, every place that we stop to consider or to be distracted is competing for our time. And when we talk about goals like that tonight, maybe the goal of today's show is how do we not try to set the next standard, but how do we compete for our time? How do we take our time back to where we are achieving what it is? Because we've lived long enough to know what are your goals in your life? What would you like to do in the in the second phase? Well, all mm -hmm. of us would like a little bit more money. All of us would like a little bit more health. All of us would like a little bit more time, a little less trauma. But really, the goals don't change. They are just modified by the society that we're in because the goals are still exactly the same. The biological imperative to grow muscle, to recruit muscle uh, motor neurons, to recruit thought through states of mind, to take in information of whether it's fight or flight and then move forward. Unfortunately, a lot of those things, we have created enough of a society where we can take a breath. 
sometimes. Maybe we don't have to compete for everything. Maybe we don't have to own everything. You know, you're seeing variations of it, but you're just going to see the top earners and winners online, right? But the bottom line for us is maybe it's not as bad as we think it is, but maybe our kids are more distracted because there's more goals to be rich, to live your best life, to be this, to be you know, a boy, a girl, a, in in between, or a cat, or a dog, or what whatever it is that you communicate, right? You communicate because you're competing for independence. You're competing for your own food, your own life, your own love, your own sustainability. And when I just what Ryan said, you know, we're looking at the internet. It's we 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 always open with the bullfighters mentality because there's there's two reasons one because the brain is constantly sacrificed for the potential that it has until it can figure out what it wants to do and it can commit to then the the brain is distracted what does it create hesitation so mike to get back to what you were saying what is it that we have to remove we have to remove the distraction which creates what hesitation Because when you do have a myriad of things seemingly that you can do, but maybe have never been prepared for any of it, like the Internet, you know, there's a handful of very savvy people that are uh, influencers, uh, distractors. We mentioned it last week. But the the technology that we're competing against for what? Our time so that we can set our own goals and find out what those things really are. We're talking about it, a technology that is severely kicking our ass because it demands so much of our time. We don't have that much is all I'm trying to say. So when right. we look at goals, how do we achieve these goals when looking out into the Internet, we're actually losing time to achieve that? Yeah. And I was curious about uh, distractors. I think that's a strong word right there. Um, you, you talk about people on the internet, people that are out there. Talking about the, the entire technology. And when okay. you walk out onto a field of play, and right. again, I, I know I'm just a, I know I'm just a duh, football coach. Okay. But, <laughs> but there's a lot you can learn when you see people that are prepared to go on the field or in the classroom or in life or into love, relationships, business, to commit yourself is the goal. Because if you don't commit yourself to whatever the outcome is, there is no way you're going to attain anything. You will not attain and you will not not retain because there's only so much that you can learn And that takes time. And if your time is distracted by the very technology itself, the algorithms, like Ryan was saying about social media, this is not a win-win. This is walking into the casino and laying down your time like you would (laughs) chips. You're not going to win because there's nothing in this virtual world, except if you're an influencer or a disruptor, where you're making enough money or if you're selling your body or if you're selling your the salaciousness of how people are making money, that's telling me one thing. We don't value who we are enough to develop 
what we can be. Hence, goals have had training wheels put on them. Goals are, are parked cars, are typewriters, are antiquated. It's an antiquated thought because the only goal online is what? Make money, get rich. That's mm-hmm. always been part of it. But when it is a when it when it is a twenty four seven infomercial, we're in a lot of trouble, and and the internet is not built like Ryan said. It is not built for us to compete. We are not even prepared. Just like the financial system, they're telling kids, "Hey, you should learn basic finance," and they should. That's something mm-hmm. I learned from my father. That's something you learned. If you have a dad, or you have a mom, or you have a grandfather. A lot of people don't have that. And when, where you get your money from is also goal-oriented. So there's nothing we do, there's nothing we say, and there's nothing that we commit to that isn't already won by something else that recruited us to commit to this. That's another reason why goals are being reevaluated, because what are we committing to and what are we losing at all costs? It's our time. So right. these are, we're talking about competition on different levels here, different speeds of information. It doesn't mean that goals can't work, but we have to identify that this is still a biological organism that is dying faster than it is living. And what you do in that time of competition where the breakdown and the buildup is you have to stand for something. You have to commit to something or you'll have nothing. Right. In your experience. That's why goals, like you said, I don't care what tempo, I don't care what yours and mine were. The bottom line is the biological system is still what it is in spite of the technology that distracts us and lets us believe that it's all going to be okay. We're dropping in the average life expectancy in this country it's because we don't get out of the house. We don't work out. We don't challenge the body. We don't, we don't hone the brain. Yep. And yeah, that's where we are right now, you know? So that's why goals, like you say, Mike, goals are imperative. Now, you're going forward. You and I and Ryan have started this podcast as a default to our default. Yes. We're, we're like still that. competing. We're still competing. Who the F is listening to us? Hi, Mom. Okay? Who's <laughs> listening to us? But the bottom line is we're still trying to do something. We're still trying to develop something. We're pouring our passion into something. Yes. And that's what the goal has to be. Where is our passion and how do we develop it in a world that is vying for every single ounce of our attention? Yes. I love I love the, the passion side. That to me is the number one thing. It's kind of why I've gone into everything that I've done in my life between sports to getting into television was because I was passionate about it. And that's, if I, if I'm, if I'm passionate about it, it's not work. And I think that a lot of people, and I'm seeing a lot of people in our generation at our age right now who are, have gotten out of doing that anymore and now trying to find a new passion. And I think just trying to take some baby steps to do just little things for yourself every day to find that passion. Like for myself, getting out of the business, I thought, all right, what's next? Well, I know I can do one thing. And I can just make myself better, if that makes sense, right? Focus on your own self. Set some new goals for yourself. Like I said, going to the gym, taking care of yourself, getting your mind right, getting your body right, getting ready to compete. 
whatever that is, right? So this, for example, chance to compete. And we're not making any money on this right now, right? So it's just for us to try to put it out there in the world and see what comes back. Well, you know, like Ryan was saying earlier, you know, we all have our challenges as people, right? Yes. You know, like Ryan was mentioning earlier that, you know, he had to make sure that his family was sound in, uh, you know, in his in his job so that now he can do what he loves to do, which is help other people in their lives. Hence, that's why mm -hmm. he's on here working with us today. That's why Ryan and I know each other, because that is a that is a symbiotic relationship. And that's why yeah. you and I are talking. You know, there's a reason why you have a voice. And there's a reason why you still want to be on that desk, because no one is saying to anyone what truly needs to be said. And it's not about uh, whether you're right or left or down the middle. None of that stuff defines us. None of it. Yep. It, it, it it's isolates us. It's, it's not who we are. It's representative at best. And it's not even a good representative. It's lazy thinking. Okay, that's stuff that divides us right now that we put all of our passion into. And sometimes it manifests into rage and sometimes it manifests into hate. And then it manifests into war. And then it goes, yep. holy shit, what did we do? And by that time, there's so many millions of us dead because we didn't give a shit because we didn't look beyond the, 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 you know, the definition of what people are supposed to be. And we forgot that none of us are supposed to be here. We're all freaking miracles. Yes. <laughs> we are the consummate competitors. Any human being that has ever walked the face of this planet and took a breath and lived more than a breath on this planet is a winner and a competitor. Yeah. I totally that agree. Is where we have to take goal to the nth degree. We have to understand that we are the winners and that we can compete for each other and how are you, Mike? How am I, Scott? How are you, Ryan, going to help other people realize their ability? That's why we're doing this. Right. You know, I'm so sick and tired of the great white shark is dead. The alpha, the time of the alpha. I'm done with the, well, we don't need white male hero uh, worship anymore. It's never been that. It's never been that. There might be a bunch of a-holes on this planet that really take advantage of it because they've been handed it. Okay, there are a lot of people that would have privilege. Most of them are yep. running for office right now because they never had to worry <laughs> about what anybody else ever thought on both sides. Right. Okay? Or a Kennedy. Where I don't care where they fall. It's still three old white guys that shouldn't be in power, shouldn't even be fighting for it. But we're not <laughs> fighting for each other. So we let other people fight for us. Divide, right. conquer. Dude, this is the oldest game in the world. And it's not paranoia. It's going on. And while you and I could talk like this with Ryan, this is productive. This is productive because this is trying to say something, not tell you how to be, but we're kicking the tires. We're, we're punching the bag. We're wiping the sweat off of our brow and something like this. And if something comes up that you and I say, or that Ryan says that pisses somebody off, well then fucking pardon me. Talk about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's have a conversation. It's your podcast. You, know? you can swear if you want. Well, fuck, yeah. you know, then we got to go beyond, <laughs> got to go beyond our bullshit then. Okay. We have to go beyond this, this, this goal oriented winning at all costs because we don't know what it's costing all of us. 
But I agree with what you said, Mike. I mean, you know, setting goals for your individual self to be healthy, to be organized, to be disciplined, to be passionate, mm -hmm. all of that, if you can set your individualized goals from hydration, nutrition, preparation, yep. repetition, and rest and recovery, and apply it over morning, mid-morning, afternoon, mid-afternoon, and evening, then you've got your shit together. But it still doesn't mean you're going to get a reward at the end of it. Right. Well, but that's the thing that's changed, right? Like, yeah. as we get older, it used to be uh, when we competed in sports, we, we had that game on Tuesday or that game on Saturday or that, you know, whatever it was. Uh, the game on Sunday, and we had an instant reward, right? And then as you get older and you get into the working world, unless you're in a, a certain, I mean, like in the TV industry, the reward is the ratings, right? You get those come out every day and you're like, did I? Did we win? You know, which is still a bunch of BS. But um, you don't have that in life. I think as this generation gets older, the reward is maybe financially, um, but if you put your passion into something that you're not passionate about, what's the reward, right? What 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 keeps you kicking the tires and moving along? The altruistic intent of developing people around me to know that I am not only good at what I do, but I have affected the change positively and productively in the lives of others. Whether you're a father and you have kids, whether you're a broadcaster and you're promoting the truth because you're telling both sides of the story and you don't have an effing opinion and you shouldn't have an effing opinion because you got only one asshole. OK, and, and everybody <laughs> has an opinion. But but what do you but do you make this situation better? Do you provide it so that people can go? Hmm. Wow. That's an incredible perspective. I agreed with some of this. I didn't like this that he said, but I can see his point. And that's all we have to do. We don't have to agree. Our goal together should be together. Together. Right. We should be able to talk to one another. We should be able to relate to one another. We should be able to sit back and let somebody show us who they are in their life and see where their life matches up with ours. If it doesn't, we move on our merry way. We never see each other again. Because there's enough of us and enough room on this planet in the universe where we don't have to become all things to all people. But right. I think we're at a point where we're at the zenith of our symbolic communication competitive processes. In other words, do this and you get this. The if mm -hmm. then is dead. Because if, 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 it's distraction, 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 distraction. Well, if you do this, well, if you do this, well, if you do this, you can get this reward, this reward, this reward. We have already proven that we can't multitask. The top neuroscientists in the world have already proven that. The brain is not set up for it because it transitions from one state of mind to another state of mind or instantaneously in fight or flight because of like we said, our animal self-survival. And so really, when we can sit here and we can have the luxury of bitching about the way this world is, <laughs> right? We right. have the luxury to bitch rather than the accountability to build. And that should be the goal and from my perspective. 
If yours is to make a billion dollars, hey, maybe we make it together. Who knows? But the point is, mine, by doing this, is to effectively put another narrative out there that doesn't say winning is everything and losing is everything. It's to say that we are beyond the brand, as we say every week, and we are beyond the binary winner and loser. Because the technology has done an end run around everything you and I were ever antiquated, but still accountable for the biological imperative of being healthy and growing muscle and moving, right? right? Those things that keep us alive, those aren't goals. Those are effing imperatives. Right. We're in I think what's, I want to say what's interesting, you were talking about the social media aspect, and I was just making an observation from my own standpoint. A majority of my friends, guys, um, they aren't even on social media. They're successful. They do well, but they don't. And I think the reason they, they might be successful is they don't get bogged down in distractions, as you said. Well, and, and you have the world that, you know, as I said earlier, I will never deny what makes me a passionate person. And that is competition and development, mm-hmm. not to win, but to compete, to be complete in a moment, not to live in the now, but to bring whatever I am passionate into a moment so that it can directly affect the situation of another person. If that person wants to be developed in that process, I'm not going to impose myself. I can sit back in cliche mode all day long. Hey, how are you doing? How are you? How are you? Oh, good, good. What about the weather? What about the bills? Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's 90% of what we say. But what we do still communicates. So if you and I are competing in a world where there's only winners and losers, and the rest of the world is trying to figure out how we got to where we are in some ways, then you hear privilege. Well, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, that's true, man. And the, that's true. I've seen it. Right. You've, been, you've, you've been at the table. You've been, at, you've been in the room. You know what goes on. Yep. And the most ruthless mother effers are sitting in that table, and those most ruth, ruthless mother effers are the one that carve it up. And if you don't have the stomach, if you don't have the blood and the taste of blood in your mouth, when you walk into a room like that, you're going to be the meal. And that is yep. a fact. And it's not and it, it's it's not to say that it's right. But I think there's enough people now that are so disenchanted because they see so much but have no idea how to achieve it. That right. you have this great disparity between putting people on pedestals that really aren't on pedestals. How many guys do you know you've grown up with that had all seemingly everything? Then they're divorced or they die of cancer or they're alcoholics, or they're drug addicts, or they're in therapy. This, the burden of leadership is not without cost. And I'm not here to tell people what to think. You're not here to tell people what to think. Ryan's not here to tell people what to think. We're talking about some passionate shit. Yeah. I also think that, you know, when we were growing up, you achieve your goals. I, I I don't know. Maybe it's a generational gap, just an observation on my part. And I'm not trying to, you know, label people, but I think there is with the younger generation right now, there's an expectation. 
Um, I should be successful. I should get paid this much. There's not the work ethic that I believe that we had in our generation is like, go out and earn it. You know, you're not getting it from me. Like my dad said, I remember when I moved to California and I was an intern with the Jim Rome show and, and working out there and I was making nothing. I was working in a bike shop during the day and then going and producing, you know, being a social producer at the show at night and working nonstop. And I called my dad. And I said, Hey dad, I'm like, can I borrow some money? I just need a little bit of money to get me over. And he's like, he goes, you have a college education. He goes, figure it out. And I, and he goes, and when you come back home, we may not be here when you come back. The locks might've been changed. So that's like a lesson. And that's kind of the, the old school that we grew up in. It's like, you know, you go do it. You figure it out. It's not my responsibility to live your life. I think it's more than a lesson than it is a reality. You know, ultimately your mom and dad are going to, look, there's a lot of people that I deal with every single day that mm -hmm. have no mothers, no fathers, and are still successful mm -hmm. people because they learned how to believe in themselves or they had the right coach at the right time, or they mm -hmm. had the right interaction. Because when they say it's a village, it's, it's not a village. A village is a static series of huts. Okay. It's a, it's an ecstatic <laughs> network. It's an ecstatic network of the right kind of interaction at the right time. And we mm. can create that at any point when we start competing for one another. You know, I was mentioning to you guys, uh, I, I speak with a lot of different people, a lot of different ages, you know, and I have a really incredible young person that is <clears throat> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant kid. And they don't know what direction they're going into with who they love. They don't know uh, how to be, you know, they grew up a certain way. They saw a lot of different things. And I think one of the greatest truths from this person, when I asked them, I said, well, how did you come to this conclusion? And they answered, I don't know. Hmm. And I said, well, where did you learn about all this? Well, you know, I saw everything on the internet. There's so much that I could like that I don't know <laughs> what I love, right? The dissertation. There's so much that I could like that I don't know what to love. This part wow. of this associates with me, which was just really cool of the internet, but it's got to come back to a base that we only have so much time. So if you want to get to living it, live it. Learn how to do it. Set that goal. If you want to try something, go try something. You know, but if you're, but if it's not you and it's bringing you down, then get out of it. Do something else. Yeah, was that, isn't that uh, isn't that Shawshank Redemption? Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and I think that it's you know I think that it's I think that it's funny that you say it because it's a prison environment. We're prisoners. We're really prisoners to what we're supposed to be doing. Because what's the difference between our generation and a younger generation? There's virtual expectations yes. versus visceral effing realities. Real life has real sweat, has real blood, has real pain, and has a real limited amount of time. And if you can't see that we're miraculous just by being here, then you're missing the boat because you're distracted from the gift that you are to not only yourself, but the people you love and people around you. 
And, and so our goals should be self-centered, our individual goals to achieve certain things, to make us feel great. I, I'm all about it. But in doing that, we, whether we realize it or not, we're affecting everything positively and productively. Because if we learn to love ourselves, if we learn to compete for ourselves, if we set our goals, then we're going to have a smile on our face rather than a gun in our mouth. Okay? And that is really where this stuff is going. We are at a, we are at a precipice in human development where our very reality is being shaped by virtual expectations. And it's being communicated and it's clouding everything up. Not that it shouldn't change the way that it's been. The hmm. patriarchal, hierarchical, if that thing's going to stand, it better compete. It better be able to show that it could be for everybody. If you're an alpha and you're in the A and your alpha doesn't stand for accountability, F you. You're antiquated. Get out of the way and let some younger people do it. But like you're talking about after 28 years, you're reinventing yourself. After, after 24 years of college coaching, I'm reinventing myself. Ryan has reinvented himself numerous times as a, as a 20 as a years man. in IT. Yeah. You know, not, and not just yeah. that, Ryan, as a husband, as a man, as a father, you know, to, to other people that might need you, whether it's family or friends, you know, that altruistic goal. If you're going to be a real man or a real woman or a real whatever you want to communicate you as, how about being a human being? To yourself and others. But how do we do that? That's got to be another goal. We can't tell people what to do. We got to start figuring it out how we can do it together. So everybody has a taste. Everybody participates, but not everybody gets the reward because the reward is based on what you learn from the total experience. And if it's just about money and if it's just about consuming, we're effed. Yeah. Because right. that's well, what you it's know been what? to this point. Go ahead, Ryan. I was just agreeing. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I think that this is the perfect place to kind of uh, tap out here for this uh, podcast. I mean, yeah, the reward for this week will be Thanksgiving, right? To get the turkey. That's that's the reward. So if yeah. you're not worthy, don't sit at the table. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm OK with being the stuffing. Okay, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, Pilkey, Ryan, thanks guys so much. Uh, we'll do this again uh, next week as well. Have a great Thanksgiving. And uh, I guess cue the music. Glad we're not having a bowl. Thank, thankful for you guys. Thank you. Thank you.